So as the, it came up, I saw a coach put out that um, I think her name was Brianna Otis. Um, and she put out a thing and she said, I've got kids that I know are leaders on the team, but they have come to me and struggle because they don't know what that looks like in terms of leading. Um, and I thought it was kind of a really cool question because we talk about like, we want kids to be leaders and, um, you know, and I, I wanted to kind of get some input from people and just coaches in general, like what, what things would you maybe say to those? I think she has girls teams, but even boys, um, what does like when you have your captain or what's a leader do? Is it all just their effort and, uh, and what have you, um, you know, body language, the way they carry on, are they the guy that's the most vocal, um, and what have you. So it's just those little things. I don't, and, and how do you kind of build that in? Like last week we talked about kind of developing our program and coaches shared their ideas with that. Um, so this is really just like a very much an open forum of like, if, you know, what have you, we got, you know, whatever that 35 minute thing. So it's just real quick, just get some ideas out there, like what's working with um, and different levels. So like I know Russell oversees like youth select youth programs, uh, Brian's at like the, uh, you know, at the college level, um, Corey's does high school. I do high school now. Um, and what have you. And then we've got, is it Corey? Is that correct? Co coach it is. And I'm an uh, alumni of Middletown high school and a, a uh -oh. current, um, high school soccer coach and former junior college soccer coach in Kansas. And without saying much more, I've, um, I, I have a vested interest in the Middletown High program, and I've been secretly following your blogs and stuff <laughs> like that, just yeah. because it's good to know that there's someone that cares about MHS soccer. So I wanted to join tonight just to listen and to, to, to have a chance to say hello. So congratulations on everything, and I'll shut up now. Uh, and that's why I'm coming. Hey, I'm, I appreciate you guys hopping on. I think this is the other thing, too, with this that I'm learning. Um, and which was really awesome. Like I got to hop on the other day with Brian um, and I talked with Corey last week is the idea of not me or other coaches telling, like we're all in this together. So um, I can get better as a coach. Corey can get better. Russell, you know, all the way across um, the board um, and what have you. So it's kind of just a wide open um, type of thing. Does anybody want to kind of just get the ball rolling and say like, what things do you do um, in terms of a leadership? Do you, do you have things set up that you guys run through as a team? Do you specifically, what things would you go with that? I mean, you're, you can just hop right in and rock and roll. Yeah. Lads, I guess I'm, it's amazing you've come up with this topic because it's been on my mind for a little bit actually, Kieran. Um, and I've even created a document I've just shared with you in uh, the, the notes. It's a Google Drive. You don't have to click on it now, but, I guess all I ask you, Kieran, is you start to put your notes together to, to kind of think back and review this. Okay. Please add to that or change it or help me develop that because it's really um, something that I've been trying to work out with um, our players at a, as a youth level. Um, really talking about what a leader is, but also trying to find leaders that we didn't know we had. Um, and what I mean by that is we all kind of see the player that maybe is the biggest, strongest, fastest kid, or he's the most vocal, or he's a troublemaker, whatever it is, we can empower that person and say, hey, 
is the captain's armband. You go up to uh, whatever that involves within the, the, the captain or the leadership component. But I, the reason why I created this document and I was thinking, I've been thinking about this for a while is there's so many young players that have never in their lives in a sporting environment really been given the, um, the keys to the car or the opportunity to become a, uh, a leader um, in a game or a training session because it automatically goes to those, those people that are type, type A personalities and that we kind of see as the, the shining player or the best player on the field. And uh, we, we, we ultimately want to create the, we want to develop people first and then soccer becomes the, 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 the carrier of how we develop people, right? So I think it's a massive um, opportunity for us as organizations to empower um, young players. And, and, and here, here's the solution I came up with, I guess, is um, I, I just purchased like 20 armbands and they're like, they got the, the letter C on them, they're the captain's armbands, you would strap on your arm. And my thought process is, is usually if you're doing a high school program or a college program, it's like the players can kind of vote to work out who the captain is. And they were like, yeah, we agree. It's this player or this player. And you come up with this, this, this big process that why we picked the captain, right? I want to change that. I want to flip that. I want to say, hey, everyone's going to be a captain during, during the season. Everyone's going to become a leader. And everyone's going to get that opportunity to, um, to have to talk. Uh, to have to lead and to be empowered. And I think my solution was week one through 12 or whatever, I give them a, here's your week, this is your captain's week. And uh, you just change every week and the kids have to embrace the fact that they're, they've got to be the leader that week. They can't take a seat back. Um, so many players just go through a whole career, a whole life, just be going, I'm a listener. I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I can just sit back and listen. Whereas I think this solution is, we're empowering those players that probably possibly couldn't have ever had that opportunity in their lives to, to do it. So that I, I, my, was my kind of solution. I started that document to try and basically create a process that I can implement in, in our club. So I've done the first part. I've created a document. The second part is create, I've got the armbands. And it's funny, you're on this discussion because it's really something that's been on, on the forefront of my mind. So that's where I'm at with it. Got it. Thank you, Russell. Anybody want to add in? Any thoughts on the? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so actually, a couple of things that uh, uh, Russell you had mentioned there. Um, we so we uh, got got away from the team voting um, on who the captains were uh, the last couple of years because we've had some pretty bad kids who bad. I won't say bad kids, but they were bad captains. Um, just didn't know how to lead. Uh, I, I'm a, a firm believer that as coaches that we need to uh, teach kids how to lead. Um, and there are some kids who just have never, like you had mentioned, never had the chance to lead uh, ever before. Um, this, this past year, we actually did something completely different than what we have done in the years past. I had a kid who I named a captain. So we have a leadership committee is what we do. And we have, um, uh, four four main captains and then two training captains. So we have a total of six guys. They meet every practice um, before and after just to do uh, what what their teammate or their expectations are. Um, they talk with us prior to, and then they go back and they try to you know talk with their teammates. And then at the end they do a, a quick reflection: um, how did the training session go or how did the game go? 
But one thing that we did differently this year is I picked a kid who um, wasn't a varsity starter. Uh, and, and in fact, it ended up being that he wasn't even, uh, uh, he didn't even letter this year. But we knew from the beginning that he was a captain because one of the things that we look for is who is the first to teach. And when we run our uh, preseason stuff, he's the one of the first ones to go over and put his arm around the eighth graders coming in. And he was there teaching. When we did um, uh, like small sessions and stuff, like small-sided games or uh, new um, activities, some of the kids might not have known, he was over there. He was getting, leaving his group and going over to the younger ones because he noticed they were struggling and showed them what was expected uh, little things, just opening up your body and, you know, receiving across your body, getting your head up, little things like that and teaching them. Um, and then we look at like, who's, who's there to serve the team. Uh, so these are the guys who we're looking for, who are there first to practice, last, last to leave, you know, helping clean up, helping other kids, making sure they have rides home or, you know, stuff like that. So they're serving their team constantly. And then we're looking at the guys who that goes along with that, who are empathetic, and not on the on the field screaming at guys that we want this to be done this way you know again putting the arm around them and saying hey it's okay you're, you're going to get better let's let's work on this so it's we really focus on how we say things rather than what we're actually saying you know so it's so if if you're trying to get onto someone but it's how you're saying it so that it's a way that's empathetic to those those individuals uh this kid we took a lot of criticism from parents, uh, other, some of the teammates, some of his teammates, that he wasn't a starter, but this kid was a leader. I mean, he is a, he's a leader and never knew how to lead before, but just those little things, he grew, he grew in confidence with these uh, as the year went on. Um, then we also did some uh, Zoom meetings and stuff prior, like as COVID was hitting, he was on every single week. And we had another kid who was a sophomore who we named as the captain too. And we did a, a time where we had, they had to design their own training session and teach that training session to the rest of the team. And this kid as well, he, both of them, who I'm, I'm talking about, did a wonderful job with out there teaching and trying to break down the training session so that they can understand how to teach these kids or when we're going into any session, how they, how they can relay some of that information that we're trying to get across. So to us, that's what, how we take our leaders. The, the cool thing that I hear from like both comments and then others we can is the idea of it. The leader doesn't necessarily have to be the best player on the field. Um, and the cool thing. So like where Russell's at with the younger kids, like I know from being a director of coaching, you're trying to build up kids self-esteem and, and potential across the board. So Russell's look is I've got to get as many of these kids ready so that when they get to a spot where maybe they run into obstacles or struggles, um, they've had opportunities to be out of their comfort zone, like can't hide, like he said. Um, and the cool things, like I heard, like relationship building, um, serving and empathy, like those are huge. Like we str stress character big time in my program now. Um, constantly just and we went through in the summer and did like friday uh uh friday like fun day so it was like a character trait and we would do an activity um and what have you uh but now even like we i i had the kids vote because what happened previous 
regime was the coach picked the captains and that ticked people off because he picked even as I was a parent at that time he picked kids that were turds they're like dude why are you picking because it was more of a social like well they've been in the program for three years or four years so I'll let them be captains because they're seniors um so I like the idea of picking the kid that you don't think would possibly be um one that gives them and I just like the things that you're looking for in that because then you can point that out to the others like look this is why he's a captain because even though he's not playing you know how important your bench is like if you guys aren't into it we talked about it last week with the Florida Kentucky game or, or whatever game it was where the bench just was crazy as they made their comeback uh so I think those are all really cool things because it talks about characteristics of what a leader is versus um, I think stereotypically you think it's that kid that's the best or is always ripping into other people. You know, you see the Ronaldo who doesn't like her, like a Ibra, who's just a, he just will ride you um, and what have you. But even Brian talked about the other day when we were talking about some coaches that they constantly just ride people, ride and ride. Um, and after a while you just alienate those people. And that's even from like the coaching side um, of things. I want to give a quick shout out too, because Anthony's on, I appreciate you hopping on my man. Uh, and what level do you coach Anthony? I was coaching out of Hillsborough, but I made the jump to the dark side of being a referee. Oh, you're a referee. Mm -hmm. huh. I spent my entire life coaching until this is the first season that I had no coaching at all. Huh. And how was that experience? Uh, a lot less stressful. Were you, what, uh, what level of games were you refereeing? Uh, majority of them that I did this year was high school, but I've done a couple MDL games, some state league games. Did it, did it give you a different appreciation being on the other side? Yes. Yes, it did. What it like, I've always I've always ref club, and that was I, I was that coach that when I would start to get frustrated with the lack of calls that I thought were going my way, I would go walk off, put myself in timeout for a few minutes, calm down, and then just go back and do my thing and not worry as much about what the refs were doing and I tried to convey that to the sidelines that I worked with it's like just take a minute calm down it's like the game's going to continue playing regardless of how you want it to be called either way so get them to focus on how you want them to change the game and play that way mm -hmm. I've always wondered because that's one I know uh Lindsay Bas I can't say her last name Basaglia that's at Warren County she she has now got her referee's license because she wants to referee some as well and get that kind of idea of what it's like. Liga, famous dad. But yeah, I think, and even maybe Stephanie Plummer, I think are both kind of doing just to experience it and what have you. Uh, I'm going to pick your brain, Brian. What kind of things do you see maybe at the college level? What, what things do you guys do that maybe help? Or, I mean, are there kids that walk in as freshmen that you look at and go, okay, that's, that's a grown leader? Or do you have to be a little bit more, like it's a little bit different, maybe Russell with the younger ones. I'm developing like young men that majority of my guys are, I got a handful that go to college to play, but 
you know, is there anything you could add to the mix? Well, I guess I'll be the, uh, the spoiler in the group. Um, well, the first thing I'm going to ask you guys is what are we talking about here? Because it sounds like you're talking about picking captains versus developing leaders. And so I would ask, can you define what you mean by leadership? Uh, so I guess leaders are, are, are guys that if I wasn't there, that things would still be, would continue at the same level, like the expectation level that when I am there, I guess in a way. Um, and they're the guys that, so when they're like in school, they're the leaders in the hallway that are like doing all the right things. They're the ones that are on top of their grades. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's kind of, I mean, when you put it out like that, it does make it a little bit more, um, I don't know. Well, my definition of, and I got it, I stole it from, so one of the most influential leader developers that I've ever run across is Randall Studman. He is a business um, guy who runs a company called, I think it's uh, Admiral or Ad, advice admiral advice or something like that and I'm, I'm horrible with titles i just know how to get to it um but randall studman is a guy who's been under the radar for many years he's worked with ceos and fortune 500 companies and google and all those guys but he's never really come out and been a guy for advertising he's always been under the radar well they just, he's written textbooks and he was a professor i believe it's it's uh stanford maybe uh, you guys can look that up if you want. Uh, but now he's developed this course that you can take, and it's very expensive if you'd like to take it. Um, but his definition of a leader is someone that makes others better. And Corey already got to starting to talk about that as someone that makes others better. And the thing is that most of us and everybody on this call, bias is going to get in the way. So when you start trying to and, – and I, I just heard it in the conversation – we went from a topic of leadership development to picking captains. And that's two different things because bias is in the way when you're picking captains versus leadership. So if we're talking about leadership, then we have to stick with the objective definition of what leadership is. And that, that requires all of us to think very extensively on what is your definition of leadership. And then you can carry that on to any endeavor you're in, whether it's a team, whether it's a, a business, but if you keep changing your definition, and, 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 and the second thing is, if we think about how people behave, people around us, and, and you're talking about young individuals, so all of us on this call are working with young people. The prefrontal cortex doesn't develop till they're 27, 28, 29 years old. So that means their conscious brain is overridden by their unconscious brain more often than not because of that. So more than likely they are going to be influenced by somebody that's standing in front of them. And however they act, they're going to 80% act that out. I mean, just think about what's the best way children learn. Do they learn better by listening to what you say, or do they learn better by watching what you do? And so anybody that has an undeveloped prefrontal cortex more often than not is going to really learn from the way you act more than the way you speak. And so that was, that's why I look at us as coaches. We are the most influential leaders on the field. But the difference becomes if you're the tyrant on the field during game time and some relaxed guy during training, 
you are creating cognitive dissonance in every player that you coach. Because if you are screaming and yelling from the sidelines at the referee, but yet you're telling your players that they should be doing X and act calm, there's no way that they're going to match those two together. That's like you telling a kid that the stove is not hot and then he touches it and it is hot. He now has a problem. So as you can tell, I'm going on a little tyrant of this because I think we throw these comments and these um, topics out as just something that we do. And we don't really analyze it from an objective lens of saying, what is the definition objectively? And then do you carry that out every single day, every single moment, every single time you're doing something? Right. And I love the strength and conditioning world to use this parallel because there's no other better way to paint this picture than a big fat guy talking about nutrition. (laughs) I rest my case (laughs) because the person you are speaking to now just formulate that with leadership. The person speaking about leadership, the individual listening is not listening. So what I'm taking from that is, First and foremost, the leadership, one, starts from the top down, starts with me as the coach, because my behavior is a consistent role modeling for the players. And then number two, I have to identify, it helps to identify so that it's clear for everyone involved what those key traits that I or like Russell thinks or Corey thinks are those things that are important for a leader to have as a character trait. So how to do it is just what you said. Now, so if you're asking me the example that I do, a leader is someone who makes others better. So as like Corey talked about earlier, if it's about picking captains, it's not going to work. So we, yeah, we pick captains, but they're, they're sometimes not the best leaders and we don't categorize them as leaders. And we have some kids on our team that are leaders that don't wear the captain's armband. And in individual meetings with them that I have, I'm telling them, you are a leader. Like we have a young lady on the team who is a leader and we're not giving her the armband and she doesn't want the armband, but everybody on the team knows she's a leader. And, and you ask, what are the characteristics? Well, she makes others better. She does it in various ways. And I think that we are kidding ourselves if we know how that should be, because I think then you're actually putting a glass ceiling on players. If we try to say, well, here's the characteristics that are defined by a leader. That's incorrect because that, that then means that others can't develop to characteristics that we may never have seen. And there's absolutely no way that we know everything that there is knowable about leadership. So there's no way we should be preaching leadership and how leaders should be developed because we don't even know ourselves. What we need to do is we need to see how that organically comes about. And then of course, cultivate it, ask questions to it, maybe even learn from it ourselves. Um, And and I had a great opportunity one time to listen to a coach who got a, 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 this is a state championship game. It's a men's team. So guys are very competitive. We're all guys on this call. Mm -hmm. And they lose the state championship game. And after the game, it, it was, there was snow around the field. The guys, 18, 17-year-old high school-age boys, they started having a snowball fight. They lost the game, by the way, and they had a snowball. They started having a snowball fight. Well, the coach immediately got, got off his interview, whatever he was doing. He brought them all in, and he started ripping them a new one. 
you just lost the state championship. I can't believe blah, 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 blah. After he was all done, this one kid stood up and said, coach, it's just a game. Hmm. There's not a, if there's not a drop the mic moment, there it is, right? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, right. Corey, right? Yeah. yeah. So, hey, can I, can I make a comment? So, actually, I think it was um, Anthony had mentioned when he went front, and this goes along with what you're talking about, Brian. Uh, you went, you were that type of coach who's, you know, or you were talking about types of coaches who you get to sit there and go out, have a go at the referees when things aren't going their way and stuff. What I was going to ask after that was, how many of your players have ever turned to you, whether they're, you know, 13, 14, 15, high school, or even college, and, and said, Coach, hey, calm down. You know, you're not going to get the, the, the change, the call, or anything like that. Um, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I've had players, and the, the, especially the two players that I just talked about, have turned, like, during the game. And I'm not one who go, has a go at a referee very often. I mean, I will have my uh, moments. Um, but they've turned around and, hey, coach, calm, put your arm around me, calm, calm down. You know, it's not going to change. Let's, let's think about it. You're just going to make it worse. Another one, the other one who was one of my central defenders, we went to a back three um, when we were losing in the playoffs. And at one point he, he did, he got carded for swearing. He's, uh, but he says, what do you want us to effing hold hands? Well, when he walked off, I'm like, yes, I do want you guys to hold hands. You guys got to be a little bit tighter and, and let them have the outside. But what that showed to me was he was willing to um, not challenge me, but say, you know, this wasn't working for us at this moment, coach. And to me, that was huge because, uh, and I, after I had my little go at him, like, yes, I do want you to hold hands. I had a conversation with him after, and we just talked it out, and, like, he was very mature about it. Uh, and to me, again, that is what I want for my player, someone who is going to not come at me, but say, look, coach, there might have been, this wasn't working at the time, and I'm on the field, and I see this, you know. It was the last couple minutes of the game. We couldn't change it at any point uh, from what we did. But to me, I want my players to question not what I'm doing, but sometimes how we're doing at that moment. So, and I'll just finish up by saying, Karen, that if the definition of a leader or leadership is a leader is someone who makes someone better, what I found is, and what we've worked on in our staff and what we do every day and try to, I shouldn't say try, we do, is when you do that, it's about feedback. So the, the, the how you do it is about feedback. And what creates the best leaders out there, according to Randall, are the ones that have balance in their feedback. And if you as a coach can recognize that more often than not, your feedback is about all the things that have went wrong and there's not balance between them, then creating leaderships is going to be a fool's errand because nobody wants to hear all the negatives all the time. So you might find what we think is a leader who is criticizing a player on the field. But for example, if it's always one-sided criticism, that's not a leader. Anybody else want to throw their two cents in? They're thinking. Uh, just a quick story about what you just said, Brian. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Liverpool game uh, against Spurs yesterday. Henderson absolutely ripped Phillips when they could see that goal and was given in all the advice under the wall from a captain. And then straight after the game in front of the cameras, just said he, you could hear him the whole game. He had a great game. He did fantastic. So it's uh, what, a, what a great leader that is, as uh, somebody you can give you honest 
defend you when it's going wrong in front of everybody else, but uh, give you your, the honest feedback you sometimes need as a, as a player. So it's kind of a, a funny correlation of what we're just talking about and uh, what happened yesterday in that game a few minutes back. I think the cool thing too is is because Corey started getting to it about the conversation. The communication side is something I've learned big time in the high school level because these kids are very, you know, like you were just talking about this, they can be so up and down really quickly. Um, and I found that it's been huge just to even ask like, hey, how are you, what, like, what's up? How's this going? Like what, when they come out asking them like what's working, what's not working. Um, so I think you build that trust a little bit. So then they can have conversations like Corey was talking about where you can be open with versus just going into like a grumpy little thing. And the other idea Brian was making me think of is when he said, instead of naming like, here's the six things I'm looking for in a leader, because then I think we do that a lot of like some coaches, I'm not going to say all pigeonhole players as well, because, well, he only uses one foot or he's only, he only, you know, he's missing these little attributes, but we've watched so many different soccer players that are, very good at, you know, Eden Hazard, very right-footed. He's a, you know, world-class player. Um, you know, all keepers have to be tall and all this kind of stuff, like things that people always look for. I see it in um, recruiting things. Like I need a center back. They all, and I'm looking for tall center backs that do blah, 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 blah. Um, whereas I think what I'm hearing is it could be different depending on um, each year. Like I already know the group that I had this year, they'll have a different kind of chemistry and kind of feel to them next year. Um, I know that like, you know, at the youth level with like Russell's little ones, you're going to have ones that are loud and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you'll have that one kid who doesn't say much, but he just works his tail off. Like I think there's, um, and then like being able to kind of tap into each one and keep building them up. Uh, I think is huge. And just the idea too, of just that leaders don't have to necessarily be captains actually kind of resonates with me a little bit more um, on that. I think that's some of my, my takeaways. Cause I even just, like I said, when Corey talked about his relationship serving empathetic was huge. And then the question of like, what, what is leadership? Like, and I think that's even where this, the lady that posted it on Twitter, I think the fact that she's asking it makes me think just like we're having this discussion is I never asked myself like, what is leadership? Like I just, you know, like, does that mean that you are the best player that you rip into people that you're support like, and I think it can change depending on like the moment in the game uh, or the practice or the, what scenario you're at. Like if it, maybe it's at school, they, you know, you pull a kid over. Um, you know, we have some of our players that have been checking on other, pl some of our younger players, freshmen with all this crazy remote learning and all that and checking with them about how they're doing with school. So they, I mean, that's leadership, like trying to do those types of things. Um, but I think it ultimately comes, this is why, um, I like I'm in Russell's in Southwest Ohio, his club is, uh, around me and I see all the stuff he puts out. It's all such positive, like communicating and it's, it's building kids up and it's just cool opportunities for these kids to train and play cool little things or dress up like zombies on one day and run around like just cool little things like that. Um, I think when we, we under we under uh, appreciate how much that actually I think can build up leaders um, versus I think sometimes we see maybe it's like the military style of line them up and break them down and then build them up. And that doesn't necessarily, I think the balancing thing was another 
one that I wrote down uh, on there. That's just kind of my takes on that. Anyone else want to throw a, we've got like five minutes left and then we'll wrap this bad boy up or sooner. Well, guys, I would think that if you develop your definition, it'll help you find a way to find the people that you're looking for. Cause if the definition keeps changing, then you're going to keep changing. And then the players or whoever is being developed as a leader won't know what that looks like. So yeah, there could be one universal definition of leadership. And that's why Karen, we had this conversation about brain pollution. If you go on YouTube or Twitter and just try to find somebody's definition of leadership and then utilize it in your program, what you're missing is what were the external factors that they're dealing with is why they developed that definition. So if you don't know their external factors, if you don't know the intricacies of that organization, you're implementing something with no clear vision. So that's why I think if you develop it for your own Middletown soccer club and Hey, maybe you get Corey involved, a former alum who there might've been some type of definition that was back in those days of what developed him to be where he is. And maybe that's something that is, cause it could be cultural, right? I'm sure Real Madrid's definition of leadership is much different than Barcelona's definition of leadership. So I would, I would leave all of you on that as if you just strive to develop, what is your definition of leader or leadership? And then you start to develop how you're going to cultivate that within your program, coaches, teams, you know, whatever you have. So this, again, this was just, I keep just, I've been doing a lot of like podcasting and YouTube stuff and I always like put stuff out, but I never get like, and you know, we always want to get feedback on it, but then like Twitter's 140 characters and it's, you don't get enough from it. Um, and so this is kind of the idea with this was, and last week, you know, um, Corey was on and, uh, Colton was on Colton's having, uh, phone trouble, so he can add into it, but Colton's from out in New York. Um, and so there's so many people out there that just need opportunities to just kind of hear ideas. And so even if hopefully you just take away that, you know, I always say, if you take one, one or two things, um, I feel like we go to so many webinars and it's here's how you do and then they just spew that like they would this would have been a leadership little whatever I think now like I've just taken all these now I've, I've got to think about and Russell's been thinking about it so now maybe he goes back to his Google Doc and he starts thinking okay I've thought about doing it this way but maybe I could do whatever and if that's something that we can is benefit um, then that'd be awesome and then you know if periodically if Corey you know um, or Anthony says hey I was wondering about whatever, then just let me know. And then we'll just, I'll just throw it out there. And then if people want to hop on and, and, and share it, this is just, I'm just trying to build kind of a, like a professional learning network, just an opportunity to share some things. Um, you know, if you guys create your own little zoom thing, I'll like, I just met with Brian the other day, um, through Tyler Wickham, who was on last week. Um, and then he just was kind enough to hop on today. And it's just awesome to kind of pick pieces. Like I took stuff from Corey. I, I literally met a person that graduated from Middletown, an alum. So, I mean, that's just crazy awesome. Uh, and then Anthony's been kind of following a little bit more on Twitter. So to see, and then to hear that he's gone to refereeing. So you start putting some con like connections with things. Um, but in the end, we're all, like Brian said, we're all dealing with youth players. We're all trying to develop good quality play, good kids, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, 
I appreciate you guys hopping on tonight. Uh, look forward to throwing out another idea that we can kind of delve into. And I think for, for me, like uh, the soccer convention is something not I've always used to get, look forward to go every couple of years to go just to connect with people and pick their brain or learn. And those opportunities are getting smaller and smaller and to, to do so. This is a great opportunity for uh, us to share and develop. I'm actually going on my 11 v 11 and 99 courses in Kentucky this weekend to spend okay. the weekend freezing, but I don't need to do it because I've got my UEFA B. I've, I've even coached a D license or taught it. And uh, I'm just doing it because I want to get out, just go and meet other people and spend the time on the field this weekend. And, uh, and I've not done it because it's a new program. So as kind of, uh, like a networking or not not like not 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 the game like anything apart from real knowledge you know and and understanding i guess the the the, the, the a good coach is a better feat right it's the uh it's one of the sayings and and take you can still take stuff from other people and put it into your coaching or your the way that you do stuff fantastic i i enjoy listening to brian and, and, and corey today so thank you guys for sharing your knowledge yeah pleasure meeting all of you I appreciate you guys hopping on. Uh, if you got any questions, hit me up on Twitter um, and all that. But I appreciate you guys hopping on the, tonight. If you got anything else, I'll hang out for a couple of minutes. If not, you're good to go. Thanks, guys. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, guys. Good job.